Happy New Year. Am I late? What I miss? Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Secret Wins podcast, formerly the Healthy Fit and Fab podcast. Um, I did a little rebranding this year for 2022. Healthy Fit and Fab, it was kind of difficult for you guys to find, and I get that. It's a mouthful. I have these paintings up in my house, and they've been passed down from my great-grandmother who had them in her house to my grandmother who had them in her house to my mom who had them in her house to finally me. They're paintings of Native Americans, which is part of my heritage. And one of the paintings says, may happiness come on secret winds and surround you forever in the ways of beauty. And I thought that was just a very beautiful and fitting title for my new podcast, for my new brand. Secret wins, it's not only, you know, wins as in vibration and voice and talking, secret wins. Secret meaning these are things that I'm sharing with you that have been in my life for as long as I can remember that have helped me and have helped people that I've helped, <laughs> right? So secrets from me to you. So that's my new brand. I hope you guys like it and bought some new equipment too. So hopefully this sounds a little bit better. I know there's been a little bit of background noise. I like move my hands around a lot when I talk and especially when I do podcasts. So I don't always like to have the microphone super close to my face. Kind of like to sit it back, but we're going to try it this way. And today, bomb, 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 it's 2022. And I wanted to share what my New Year's resolutions are. So I know New Year's resolutions are kind of like this thing that we do every year where it's like we have these big ideas and then by like, you know, March, everyone kind of dropped off. I actually think that instead of New Year's resolutions, instead of this whole new year, new you, new year, new me thing. If everyone just kind of made it a point to be more of who they are in the first place, right? Like if people just made more of an effort to be their authentic selves, they wouldn't need to be trying to be a new them every year. It is 2022. And 2020 and 2021 were just both so crazy that I feel kind of like everyone's looking into 2022 thinking like, okay, is this year going to be different or is it going to be the same shenanigans or what can we expect? And I actually believe that we can choose what to expect, right? Because we can choose our reality. I've talked about this before. So there are a few things that I want to try to do this year. And the first one is to eat right. As we kind of go into this fifth dimensional earth and the fifth dimensional energy and our bodies become less dense, we need to eat less dense foods. And we need to eat foods that have more light in them. And when you eat processed foods and when you eat animal meat in mass slaughterhouse and mass farming practices, 
there's a lot of things that go on. You have a lot of hormones that you're ingesting from the animal, a lot of antibiotics and our bodies in the plants, obviously we, we take in sunlight, we take in sunlight and we transmute that into energy and in animal meat, you don't get as much energy from the meat because there's just a lot of things that happen to the food and as well as processed foods, it's the same thing. But when you eat a plant, especially an organic plant that and it hasn't been, you know, tampered with and all of these things, you're actually getting the most amount of light for your body that you can then use as energy. You want to eat foods that your body can pull the most light energy from. As we become less dense, we become more light. So there's a book called Metabolical by Dr. Robert Lustig. And I love hearing him talk about it because he really talks about kind of like the dysfunction in the food industry. He talks about metabolic energy and talks about how we've kind of been screwed by big food. There's a lot of misinformation within big food, big pharma, and the food industry. And the effect of the processed food that has on our bodies is very, very, very bad. And I'm going to try to eat less processed foods. Now, I'm not saying you can't splurge every once in a while. Lord knows I do, right? <laughs> you want to eat foods that protect the liver and feed the gut. Protect the liver. What does that mean? So you're protecting the liver from glucose and fructose. Sugar, the way that the food industry provides it, is poison. Not only is it poison, but it's actually a drug because it alters your brain chemistry. It alters your body chemistry and it creates an addiction. So the more you can avoid glucose and fructose, the better off you'll be. The second thing you want to look for is foods that feed the gut. Our gut has a microbiome and you have to feed the microbiome because if you don't feed the microbiome, the microbiome will feed on you. The microbiome is the lining of your gut. So if you don't feed your gut, your gut will feed on you. This can create, you know, irritable bowel syndrome and autoimmune disorders. It's very, very bad for the body. How do you avoid glucose, fructose, protect your liver, feed your gut? What the food industry does is it takes the fiber out of food for shelf life. Now there's two kinds of fiber. There's soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. Insoluble fiber is the really, really good one. It is the barrier to the lining of your gut and it is essential. This barrier protects the liver. If you're feeding your gut with insoluble fiber, soluble fiber is good too, but you want to make sure you get insoluble fiber in there because this will protect your liver. So here is the thing that the food industry and big pharma who are basically kind of in bed with each other, right? <laughs> they don't want you to know. Processed foods have high sugar and low fiber. Real food, real food that's good for you, real light food has high fiber and low sugar. Dr. Lustig talks about this in his book, Metabolical, and he talks about the eight pathologies that big food and big pharma are creating with processed food. I'll just list all eight. We have type two diabetes, hypertension, lipid problems, cardiovascular disease, cancer, dementia, polycystic ovarian disease, 
and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. These are the chronic metabolic diseases that doctors can bill for and get paid for. They have ICD-11 and CPT codes. So when you go into the doctor, you know, they have to like code your visit. All of these eight pathologies have codes that they can bill for. They're not real diseases. They're manifestations of the real diseases, which are the subcellular pathologies under each one. So in other words, they are symptoms of the disease. There's no cure for these. There are treatments which cover the symptoms, but the best treatment is food, real food. So what's going on in the body that's causing these symptoms? This is what happens to the body when you eat processed foods, you don't eat enough fiber, and you have a lot of sugar in your diet. The first one is glycation. Glycation is the addition to a glucose or fructose molecule to a protein, which makes it less flexible and leads to dysfunction of the protein. The second one is oxidative stress, which throws off a hydrogen peroxide reaction, which causes damage unless corrected by an antioxidant. Processed food is low in antioxidants. Oxidative stress causes an unfolded protein response. This is when an insulin receptor can't fold creating insulin resistance or deficiency leading to diabetes. The third symptom that processed food is causing is mitochondria dysfunction. This is caused by too much sugar. The American Diabetes Association, if they wanted to help the diabetes problem, you'd think they would actually, you know, throw that out there as like, hey, maybe don't eat so much sugar, but they don't. And why? Why would the American Diabetes Association advertise that sugar is bad when, you know, what would happen to the American Diabetes Association if diabetes no longer existed? Like a conflict of interest, you know, they need diabetes to be around in order for them to make a profit. I'm not going to, you know, talk shit about the ADA, but <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> I, you know how I feel about big pharma. You know how I feel about big food, big pharma, big tech, big everything. Anyway, number four is insulin resistance. Number five is membrane instability. Omegas, that's omega-3s and omega-6s. They create membrane stability and fluidity. You don't have this if you have more saturated fat than omegas. Omega-3s are EPA, DHA. A DHA is like algae. That's probably the easiest way to get omega-3 and, and absorb it in the body. Big food can get cheap algae, but they won't sell it because they want membrane instability. They want you to be unhealthy so that they can make a profit on the sickness that it creates. What else do we see? Inflammation, dysfunction in intestines. Methylation is epigenetics. Epigenetics is changing the expression of our DNA. This causes cardiovascular disease. Autophagy is basically garbage night for your cells. So your cells make junk. That junk has to be cleared out. So how does your body get rid of this junk? Well, Autophagy happens during stage four sleep. Sugar actually stops this process. So 
When you sleep, the pressure inside your skull goes down, causing the tissue of the brain to contract just ever so slightly, which exposes waves of fluid, which surround the brain, carrying away all the junk that ends up in the bloodstream. This is how the brain replenishes itself and creates new mitochondria. Eating a lot of sugar, especially before bed, your body has a hard time flushing away all of this junk. So here's the thing. None of these actually have a medicinal treatment. You treat them by eating correctly. So reduce processed foods, reduce sugar, eat more light. And if you do want to do a vegan diet, I think it's perfectly safe. I've been doing it for 11 years and I'm still living. But if you do take a supplement, because if you don't eat meat, you definitely want to supplement with vitamin B and iron, um, or at least have your iron checked regularly. Now that I got all those big words out, let's talk about what happens to the food before you eat it, what has been done to it, and what's in it. There's a way of classifying food called the NOVA system. The NOVA system of food qualifies the degree of food processing into four different classes. Class one is unprocessed. This is like if you go out to a tree and pick an apple, wash it off and eat it. Class two is mechanically disruptive. That's like if you take an apple and make it into applesauce. Class three is where stuff has been added, right? So like you take an apple, you make it into applesauce and you add sugar. Class four is like an apple drink. This is ultra processed. The fibers removed, sugars added. And this is the class that is associated with disease and mortality. And the reason why they take fiber out of the food is because you can't freeze fiber. So here's the thing that I have an issue with. The food industry knows about this. There's been positive attempts to correct the food industry, but they all get canceled, right? Because we live in cancel culture. If you need an example of this, Denise Morrison, she was the CEO of Campbell's Soup. She tried to reduce sodium because in 2006, the UK British diet reduced sodium 10% over a four-year period and didn't tell anyone. And it worked. Hypertension and stroke cases went down by 20%. Now, when Denise Morrison tried to do this in Campbell's Soup, she advertised it. They put it on the label. So what happened? She got fired. There's a couple things that we can do when it comes to changing the way our food affects us, our bad eating habits actually do have an effect on other people as well. So this is kind of like the, the mass debate, right? Like, okay, my mask doesn't work unless you wear yours, but it actually does apply to food because Bernard Gesch in the UK did a study on prison inmates over 35 years. So what he did is half the prisoners got a multivitamin for a year. The other half got a placebo. The group that got the multivitamin had 42% reduction in violent behavior. Now, of course, correlation doesn't prove causation, but there's definitely a correlation, right? So can we trust the science? Rethink how you think about food and our food system. Sugar is a drug. It's a psychoactive. It causes a mitochondrial dysfunction. It is a drug. People get angry at cows for producing methane. But if we weren't pumping antibiotics into the cows, they wouldn't be producing four times as much the methane as they're supposed to. So how do we fix the problem? Real food, grow it, buy it, 
eat it. Big pharma will literally buy things that are helpful and healing just to take them off the market. The other thing I want to try to do more of in 2022 is I've heard a lot of recent studies that indicate that most people breathe wrong. Chronic mouth breathing is a thing. So there's actually no reason why you should be breathing through your mouth. Your mouth was not designed to breathe through. You should be breathing in through your nose, out through your nose, and from your gut, from your diaphragm. You want to breathe from your belly. So a lot of us have a, a tendency to breathe from our chest, which is very shallow. You're getting very shallow breath that way. You're not getting as much oxygen into your bloodstream as you would if you were breathing all the way down in your diaphragm. So you almost want to let your body like puff out when you breathe and just get as much oxygen as possible. In addition to belly breathing, alternate nostril breathing is kind of where you like, um, here I go trying to move my hands again. I have to remember that this is not about the video. This is about the podcast. So I'm trying to move my hands around and like show you guys things and I need to like describe it <laughs> better. So Alternate nostril breathing is where you, you can use your pinky in your thumb, you can use your middle finger in your thumb or your ring finger in your thumb, whichever is easier for you. We're all shaped kind of differently, but you want to take your, your thumb over one nostril and the other finger over your other nostril. Breathe in through the right, hold, plug your right nostril, exhale through your left. So you're opening that one up as you're releasing. Now you breathe in through your left, hold, plug the left, open the right, exhale through the right. This is a very calming technique. If you deal with panic attacks or chronic anxiety, this can help to just reset the parasympathetic nervous system. Your parasympathetic nervous system kind of sends your brain the signal, it's time to relax. So this can be like an instant quick fix for anyone if you're like having super bad anxiety attack or something. There's another breath technique that I just learned. We can try it together. So what you do is you're breathing from your belly, right? So you breathe in for the count of four or five, right? Or, you know, whatever's comfortable for you. Breathe in. And at the top, you're not holding the breath but you're not breathing out either. So this is where you breathe in through your nose and at the top, you want to kind of just let the cap off. So you're just kind of imagining the breath moving from the bottom of your belly through your chest all the way to the top of your head and you're not holding it, you're just kind of letting it breathe. You're airing it out. Relax your jaw, relax your shoulders, relax all the way down your back. And just allow that space, live in that space. Notice what comes up for you. You can exhale when you need to, exhale all the way fully. Allow all the air out of your body. So notice what came up for you when you did that. I'm going to try it again. 
It's very, very calming. And when you're at the top of that breath, it can be very uncomfortable and very kind of a difficult thing to learn to not hold it and not exhale. You're just holding that air in. Your body will naturally kind of breathe in more and let some air out. And that's okay while you're doing this. So that's a technique that I've been using lately. And I find it to be tremendously valuable for, um, you know, my mental clarity, anxiety, and just to kind of recenter and pull my energy back, reconnect. The third thing that I'm going to really focus on in 2022 is to laugh more. And I laughed more in 2021 and it worked out so well that I think I'll do it again in 2022. So when you laugh, you are raising your vibration. And when you're raising your vibration, you're not only raising your vibration, but you're raising the vibration of everyone around you. Laughter is contagious. Laughing actually helps in this ascension process of the planet as well. In one of my previous podcasts, I talked about the scale of consciousness. So at the very bottom of the scale, you have shame, guilt, apathy, grief, fear. Then you move into like the 100s, which are like, desire, anger, pride, move into courage. That's 200. That's alcohol. Remember we talked about that, the vibrational level of alcohol, neutrality, 250, willingness, 310. That's marijuana. That's the vibration of marijuana. And then you move into the higher levels of consciousness, which are acceptance, reason, love, joy, peace, and enlightenment. So if you're feeling joy, that's actually a higher vibration than love. Love is at 500. Joy is at 540. So if you're feeling joy and you're spreading joy, you're working to move the entire earth up into the vibrational level of 540. Just laugh. Why not? If something hard happens, laugh at it. If something ridiculous happens, laugh at it. Like my HVAC went out. It was 30 degrees. I, I live in Georgia. My heat went out. It's a brand new furnace. I'm laughing, right? Okay, I'm not dying. I have a fireplace. I have a dog to keep me warm. I have blankets. I have space heaters. It's really frustrating that, you know, a brand new furnace went out on the coldest day in January in Georgia. But what good does it do to be upset when there's no reason to be, <laughs> right? You know, there's nothing serious going on here, really. There's no need to rush. There's no need to be upset. There's no need to be frustrated. Yes, frustrating things happen. They happen to me every day at work. But you can either pull yourself down into frustration or you can laugh about it. It's ridiculous. Whatever. This life thing that you're doing, there's no reason to stress about it. You're never going to get it done. You can't get it wrong. So just find things that are easy to love and focus on those. So in closing, those are my New Year's resolutions. Feel free to steal them. Feel free to use them. Feel free to share them. The last two years have been hard for everyone where everyone feels kind of divided. And my advice is to be there for the people who are there for you and stay true to the people who stay true to you and try to view everyone as God sees them. So that's all I have for today, loves. If you like this video, please subscribe and check out my website, secretwins.com. 
don't forget to check out Secret Wins on Facebook and Instagram. I'm constantly posting good information there as well. I love hearing from y'all, so drop me a comment if you have questions and let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to discuss. Much love. Namaste.